0: Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Conduits. Today, Danica insists that we keep it casual. I don't know what the that means, <laughs> but if you want to tell us what you've been thinking about when it comes to that, that'd be good for today's, you know, Look, discussion.
1: I don't know, but I'm willing to find out, and that's what that's what happens when you keep it casual. Okay. I'm not even willing to say the whole word, We're keeping it casual.
0: Okay, so so casual that you just don't even want to finish the word. No. Why don't you just not speak then? Why don't you tele- telekinetically give your message to the microphone and then then the binary code of the computer? Well, actually, guys, she's actually trying to do that. Oh, shit. This computer's getting really hot. <laughs> what did you just do? All right. Anyway, so today we're keeping it cash? Cashy. Cashy. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you a question, actually, about your stance on social media, what's been happening recently in your life I've been curious about this and I've been waiting for a podcast episode to sort of bring this up because I knew it would be an interesting discussion. So tell me, Danica, what's been happening with social media lately in your mind? I know you've taken a sort of hiatus. Why?
1: That's a really good question. And I think the answer is quite a bit more multifaceted than I am willing to admit sometimes to myself. Um, But the biggest reason that I took a step away from social media is because the current social and political standpoint of society or, or themes within society was really starting to get to me via that modality. I've never been one to overly engage with with politics or with um, you know social opinions. Um, but I found it really interesting that I've I've always had quite an interesting, quite a vibrant, quite an entertaining social media feed. but recently, more and more and more, I started to find that my social media feeds were becoming political, uh, politically motivated and everyone's putting their stances and opinions out there. And, you know, more so, more than me actually caring about what they're saying is just me thinking like, yo, I don't really want to know, you know, I don't, I don't really want to have to think about this constantly, particularly in a space like this, where I've, I've, you know, traditionally had a really good relationship with social media. I've liked to use it as a sort of journal, as a little bit of an outlet, um, just to express myself creatively. But I started to see less and less creative self-expression on social media and more sort of, yeah, like opinionated discussion. And not only did I see a lot of that, but I began to engage with that. And every single time I had an opinionated conversation or expression on social media I started to feel really really gross and I really felt like I was not in alignment with who I am and what I'm trying to do at this point in time and so yeah at the at the end of August I decided to delete all of the social media apps off of my phone and take a real real big step away and that's kind of coincided with more than just taking a step away from media, really getting clear on what type of life path I'm on and what I wish to express. And um, perhaps also how I can curate that space a little bit more effectively Mm. because I'm very big about space keeping in my everyday life, but I don't think that I extend that out into the way that I sort of manage my social media accounts. So when When I go back on, I think that I would use it very, very differently.
0: I find it's very important to have a specific intention with social media. I use it purely for inspiration. Um, Most of my feed is, you know, I I was thinking about this actually. You could tell a lot about me just by scrolling through my feed because most of my feed is something that really feeds me and fuels me and makes me feel something positive. Um, Whereas you're saying your feed kind of flipped into something more negative and the opinion discussion sort of started getting to you. Um, so I'm really curious. So it's been a while since you've been off social media. How? What, what have you learnt in terms of taking a step back?
1: Yeah. So for the first for the first week or maybe couple of weeks, it was really really interesting to see how how much of an ingrained behavior visiting social media is like you don't even (laughs) realize that your thumb's just going bang 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 trying to trying to click on those icons and and you don't even register that you're trying to visit those platforms you just kind of end up on them and so when you take them away you're like what am I doing why am I like I know that I'm not supposed to be on social media right now, but I'm, I keep trying to go back on it. So it's really interesting how it becomes this really, really deeply ingrained behavior to engage with that. Yeah. Um, and it really speaks to how it's interacting with our physiology. Like I don't oh, think we realize, seriously. yeah, like how these technological algorithms are actually engaging with the chemicals in our body, in our brain. Yeah. Um,
0: so effectively as well. So effectively. It works, man. It works. Yeah. I watched the social dilemma and that really I mean I kind of always knew it was there and it was pretty fucked up to delve into, but when I watched that I was able to see just how fucked up and it's a little bit terrifying. Yeah. Um just the did you find did you find yourself sort of picking up your phone aimlessly? Like, hey, you pick you pick your phone up and you know, perhaps you're looking for some kind of reward. And to scroll and see things, but oh wait, I deleted it. You know, how often was that happening?
1: It's it's so, so often. And it's really helped me get on top of that, like dopamine bingey part of myself. Um,
0: It's really too much, eh? It is too much. Things have been boiled down to short bursts of dopamine and it's just so unhealthy. Yeah.
1: And it really helps you to work on your attention span and your long-term motivation and, and, you know, with keeping on task and making sure that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's given me a lot more space to reflect on these things throughout the day. So I've really enjoyed not being on it. But another thing, another thing really interestingly that I've noticed is how much, how many things I do in my life with the thought process of how am I going to share this on social media? It's really interesting like hey should I be documenting this or I'll create this art artwork and I'll put this and this in it and it'll be really cool when I post it like what why am I living like in some sense I'm living for social media for social media or I'm curating aspects of my life so that they'll look better on social media when I share it or I'll take some photos so I can post it when I'm back on social media for me personally I don't want to get back on social media until all of those behaviors are gone
0: yeah and it's yeah, yeah it's I been think interesting you'll just relinquish your attachment to it uh, one thing you said that was really powerful earlier was sort of curating your space and I think that's the most important thing. Like that is your feed. That's no one else's feed. If it's not giving you exactly what you want from it, then you know, you got to change it. It's not up to anyone else. But I, I've fallen into that as well. And I, I'm, I'm constantly doing maintenance on what's coming up for me. My algorithm is pretty much motivational stuff, music, and then occasional like physiology, like movement-based things that inspire me and make me excited to, you know, move better and get healthier.
1: Yeah, that's something I've definitely observed with you and your use of social media. Um, and it, gave, it gave me this idea of this concept that you are using social media as social media. Whereas for me personally, what I watched my feed slowly evolve into was just plain media. Yeah, And I think that's a really, really important distinction to look for when you are using social media. Like, are you using it? as social media or are you just engaging with the media full stop That's and, very true. And why would you want to be doing that? Media is whack.
0: If you had if you had opened the channel nine Facebook page and then read through every every every, you know, that all the thousands of comments on every single article they post, well then that's the media. That's what you'd get. If you'd scrolled through your Instagram feed, you know, a month ago, you're probably getting something like that.
1: Well, it gets like that, opinion, you know, it gets clickbaity, opinion. and you've got these stupid, you know, um, like cutesy little videos that you, that pop up and then you've yeah. got like the advertisements and then you've got like just all of these weird, weird things that make media dissociative and less personal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't dig that. And and look, social media has changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah, like a lot. A lot it's yeah. morphing into something that could become ugly very, very quickly. So I'm curious to hear from you. How do you keep your social media safe? And how do you keep it social? And how do you prevent yourself from becoming jaded when engaging with it? Because that's what I'm struggling with. I'm becoming very jaded.
0: That's a good question, actually. I'm very lucky because my social media has required very little maintenance i follow all different kinds of people and friends and you know influencers with different opinions and beliefs and because of what i press like on (laughs) usually most of what shows up is what i said before just guitar and inspirational stuff and so i don't have to do much upkeep but if i find there's a particular person or series of people or, or organization rather most of the time it's an organization that's pretty uh, biased and opinionated and, you know, maybe I support their uh, overall cause, but I don't agree with their opinion and I don't necessarily want to see it regularly because when I go on there, I, like like I said before, I want my space to be inspirational and if I wanted what they're talking about, if I wanted to see those opinions, well, I would go to their page or I'd go to their website and they're as, as entitled as anyone to put their opinion out there. That's great, you know, and I actually sometimes... Sometimes I'll like someone's post, even though I disagree with them, because I think that the way they're representing that side of the argument is well said. And so I'll be like, cool, I like this not from like, I agree with every single word. I'm completely attached to this perspective. It's more like, yeah, well said. I hear that, you know, and then move forward. Mm -hmm. So my algorithm sort of organized itself because I find myself liking guitar videos more. And so that's how I maintain that. But my attitude with social media is always about growth and progress. I use it as sort of market research as well. What are people posting? What are people learning? What, what, um, what's happening is there any competitions i should know about in terms of like guitar improvisation
1: and like what kind of thing are people enjoying in your field i see you doing a lot of that too like what yeah. are people digging in terms of content
0: yeah like there was a there was a period about six months ago where every second guitar player was covering this one specific guitar solo yeah. and i was like it it just almost became this joke this okay you play guitar you have to do this one cover yeah. and i haven't done it yet because i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, to, cool but to see it's cool to see yeah. that you know things bounce around and inspire other people and they sort of s- form these micro trends yeah. and it's really it's really enjoyable to engage with that so for me there is joy there at the center, which I think is so important. Otherwise, I would find myself getting really annoyed really quickly and starting to hate myself really quickly. So I guess I'm lucky that I'm in a different field to you yeah. because while you know people who are musical and artistic do have opinions and whatnot, um, most of them are just trying to get their art out there. They're yeah. just trying to share themselves musically and creatively with the world. And a lot of the time, that doesn't really involve opinion. So I'm lucky, but you know, you being a yogi in the fitness industry, um, primarily focused on movement and health. A lot of people there are radically, uh, uh, sh- uh opinionated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: radically opinionated is a really good way to put it. Yeah. But But look, like I have my second Instagram account, which is my art account. Yes. And I've been like semi-active on there like a couple of times a week. I'll go on just to reply to messages and stuff like that. And that's been a real joy. And I don't find myself scrolling mindlessly on that because that is so carefully curated to be predominantly artists. And so perhaps when I go back to using social media, that's what I mean. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to clean it up and make sure that it's, it feels right. feels good. But look, one of the things that I really took away from what you were just saying, then um, is 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 that thing that I was trying to get to, but it couldn't quite put my finger on, which is the multifaceted part of this whole discussion, which is that I think that we need to always remember that anything that we do is a reflection of who we are at this point in time. And so the way that I was engaging with social media and getting riled up and getting caught up and becoming jaded and comparing myself and spiraling um, was a reflection of me really shifting. From this place of short-term goals to long-term goals, and really accepting that I'm moving into a different place in my life externally, amazing. And and going through this transition period, which was which was a period of upheaval. Like I was not certain within myself of what my path looked like and who I had to prove myself to. And and was I was there a need to market myself anymore? Do I need to engage with with anybody? anymore is there a need to share any part of this journey with anybody um and the answer changed from a very fat yes to a very definite like no like nobody really needs to know what I'm doing because they'll know in time Mm. nothing that I show you right now is going to give you an insight into where I'm going because I'm just like it's such I've just moved towards such long-term goals and so I think that kind of impacted this weirdness that i experienced on social media as well where i was like why am i here again because when you when you have (laughs) when you're engaging with something and there's no real driving purpose and it's not actually contributing to your your like your best and your highest and your like long-term goals and your ambitions then is there like do you really need to be doing it and i think that's the biggest reason i stepped away from social media it's like more than any of this like getting caught up and getting angry and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, do you don't really need this right now? Good. I don't don't think it's, yeah.
0: You made the right call for yourself.
1: Yeah. I've got other shit that I need to do.
0: And you're doing more sort of foundational stuff right now in that, in that other realm. So this stuff can take a backseat. And you know, when you do come on, if you do join back up and are able to approach it with a less attached, um, sort of interwoven, Perspective where everything in your life is can be tied to social media. Oh, I'm making an acai bowl. Let's make it look pretty so I can picture it. You know, when you can get rid of. I know you don't do that, but let's say hypothetically you were like a food blogger. If, if you can get rid of that need to do everything for social media for social media, um, that would be really really helpful. And <laughs> I fall into that traps a little bit recently. I'll take. I'll be writing a piece right, and I'll be about two and a half minutes in, and. I'll start thinking, oh, how can I chop this up and make it more bite-sized for the for the reels or for the for the attention spans of a 30-second video and make it more interesting for 30 seconds. And then I realized, like, don't do that. Yeah. Do whatever you gotta do. Focus on your long-term goals. If your short-term goal like happens to be not too inconvenient to post as well, great. You know, all I had to do was highlight two and a half minutes of music and then press mute and then leave that, you know, 45 seconds or one minute remaining and post that. And that was done. So I'm not really going out of my way for social media. I'm doing what I do. I'm creating the song. And if I can share a bit of it with the internet, then great. Uh, But I, I, I just want to make this distinction is that you are someone who was kind of a micro influencer. So you essentially would share your opinions exclusively. And people loved that. I remember people who hadn't met you before, who met you for the first time. I happened to be there and they would love certain aspects of your personality that you were sharing. And I thought that was really beautiful and really cool. And there's a certain truth to that because that really is you and they're really able to see you um, in your posts and you were sharing things that they valued and that you know, most people who would be on your feed would value. So it's very different for you because your perspective was to share your opinions. Yeah. Whereas mine isn't to share my opinions, it's to share my creations.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting to go from like that served me a lot to have a real presence in my local community via the online space and to be ho- hosting local events and to be hosting online yeah. things and to be, yeah. to be teaching in the community, blah, 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 and trying to build up a repertoire. But, you know, I kind of ticked off all those goals and now I'm like, okay, on to the next big, big one. And, and with this sort of moving on to the next big, big one, I've been... I guess struggling with like okay, I'm sharing myself actively and I'm really enjoying this. To really just pulling away hard and falling back into this like really deeply introverted place um, within myself, where I just become this hermit, where I'm really good at just being like, all right, if I don't need the public anymore, if I don't need the community anymore, then fuck him, I'm out. And um, that's that's I don't I don't know if I can explain that well, but I do really struggle with falling back hard into my introverted tendencies and um i think there needs to be a middle ground that that this space away from social media is giving me the ability to access once again
0: hell yeah that's something that i've seen that you need so that's really good that you're doing that um but i wanted to ask you something about sort of your process of becoming a social media influencer right
1: i have like 500 followers I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, but, but <laughs> I guess you went from like a, f- a few hundred up yeah. to like how many you have now. But the thing is like... And it was it was all done with hard work, consistency, posting. I'm not talking like you have 40,000 followers yeah. and like you you get spotted in, in malls and stuff. I hear you it's though because I put
1: that. a lot of fucking effort into my social media yes. and linking that to what I did in everyday life. And even though I had so like f- like relatively very few followers that had an impact in the local community, which is really beautiful. Like yeah. it connected me with a lot of people.
0: Right, right. So I wanted to ask you, what did you have to overcome in order to share your voice comfortably like with the public?
1: Okay, cool. That was one of the questions I had for you as well. Um, as a segue into speaking about Don't podcasting. Don't, I'm not segueing yet. I'm just letting you know that I will segue with a similar question. Okay, so... For me personally, (laughs) for me personally, the whole sharing myself and expressing myself to others has been a journey and a half. Again, like I'm an only child. I think very, very differently to most people. Um, And I'm highly introverted. I've never had a big group of friends. I've only ever shared myself with very significant people over the course of my life. And so I used to have like crazy anxiety regarding speaking, public speaking and things like that. Um, But what's interesting is that when I think back to like kindergarten in year one, I did, I, I spoke really well. I used to enter little public speaking competitions at school. And so I I wouldn't enter them willingly, but I would get entered into them because I used to speak so well. Oh yeah. I know. know I forgot about that until recently (laughs) because I was reflecting upon this and then, and then fast forward to the end of high school and I'm literally crying, giving a public speech to one teacher and nobody else. And so, um, you know, over the course of my life, like the anxiety and whatever else swept in, uh, crept in. And so I had to overcome all of that in order to begin to express myself articulately and, and I don't know, relatably maybe, um, with the world. And, you know, it started out with me wanting to be a yoga teacher. Like first it started out with me, um, you know, joining my local martial arts community and making friends there and getting to know people and then same with the yoga community. And then I oh, wow, like, wow, now I want to teach yoga. And teaching yoga was the thing that helped me get good at speaking to people speaking in front of people um like projecting my voice and holding space and articulating motion and yeah through over the course of years and years of teaching yoga like I got really really good and really comfortable at speaking speaking to people and also just doing my thing in front of people because I'm when I'm moving I'm fully embodied like I'm really myself and so when it comes to social media um I, it wasn't that hard for me to one day just put on the video and be like, Hey guys, I'm really nervous right now, but I would like to start speaking like this to you guys. And then just to post that, that's how I started and, and being radically honest and showing up as I am and like being really fully within myself with all of the, with all of the doubt and the, and the anxiety, um, was a way for me to actually feel comfortable speaking to people because I wasn't trying to pretend to be anything that I I wasn't.
0: Yeah. I like how it comes from a place of truth. I like how it comes from a, this is me. Yeah. I'm sweating and I'm shitting my pants on the inside, but this is me and we're doing this. Let's go. Yeah. And I think that's probably where it has to start with a lot of people. And (laughs) I felt that in the beginning of our podcasting journey, I was feeling versions of that. Yeah wasn't really shitting my pants but I did feel nervous my heart was much faster than it normally was and it was not as fluent yeah. but I watched you go from like having the most difficult time speaking into you it never, becoming you never second knew nature me then. well I, I, I saw a version of it right I yeah, saw a but- version of like when you had kind of just started yoga teaching
1: yeah, yeah. I had just started teaching yoga when I met you. So True. you
0: were getting better and better regularly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was really awesome.
1: So you were watching me do the work.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And what was interesting on my end, um, you know, now making the official segue into speaking about podcasting. Stop saying that word. Is people love it. That? People love it because they know. No one loves that they word. Understand. I'm, I'm letting them know you're, where imp- we're at. You're
0: saying something that doesn't need to be said.
1: So... so now that we've segued into speaking about podcasting, what the thing that I observed in you personally, which was very, very interesting for me is that I've always witnessed you as an extrovert and I've always watched you be really good at talking to people still to this day, this morning you were on the phone to those, whoever you were calling. And I was, I still learn so much from watching you speak on the phone because of how comfortable you are. Um, And just like, just to put it out there to everyone, like speaking on the phone to this day is one thing that I really struggle with armpit sweats, Every single time I'm on the phone, every single time, without a doubt, unless you're like Jesse or my mom. Um, (laughs) I still, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I've gotten a lot better at speaking, but I'm not necessarily not anxious when I'm doing it. Um, But what I found really interesting with you, Jesse, is to go from like really being this like self-confident sort of chameleon where you just mold into any social circumstance and express yourself boldly to Like when it came to podcasting, sitting down and I'm watching you, and I'm like, who is he talking to? Because he's not talking to me (laughs) and he's trying to talk to somebody else, but that's not him talking. Like, I, I,
0: yeah, that's how it felt. I I didn't know what, suddenly, as soon as I hit record, I didn't know what the hell to say, how to say it, what I was trying to say. Everything is just one big blur of like super fast heart racing. I don't even know what it is, but yeah. that is the way it felt.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess you've never done the whole like speaking in on videos and posting it on social media. Like that's not your jam. And not so, what I do. Yeah. I'll let my
0: fingers talk. I don't need to say anything with my mouth unless, yeah. unless we're like in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But even and-
0: even if I'm on stage and I have to talk to an audience, no trouble. I know. But it's something to do with the record button. As soon as you press that, it's an, uh, it's an R for me right now. But as soon as I hit R, you know, there's always this little thing there that's that's just saying, you're recording this. This is going to be down there forever. Yeah. And I think whether you think about it or whether it's subconscious, it's sort of there and it's having a kind of influence. Yeah. But I suppose um, what you've done and what a lot of people do is that they eventually find calmness and stillness in that process and don't give a shit whether it's rolling or whether it's not. It's the exact same thing.
1: Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why specifically today, I wanted to keep it cash because I, my methods always been, I don't have anything planned. You know, when I used to do Tyra Tuesday readings, I used to pick cards, put on the camera and go for 15 minutes. Yeah, And that was a really, really, really liberating process as well, because it's like, you don't know what the fuck's going to come out of your mouth. It just comes out and you let it be because you're not going to do that whole thing again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm comfortable with just putting, like, hitting record and just putting a podcast out there, and I don't really care what I'm saying. But I know you're not necessarily, or you haven't been comfortable with that up until this point.
0: Yeah, I just want like a loose outline at least, yeah, you know, like a two thousand word, eight pages, and then I'm good. You know? Yeah, yeah, we've slowly weaned,
1: weaned our way down to to <laughs> a couple points.
0: And that's fucking awesome as well. Yeah, that's something that has taken me. I don't know how many episodes around eleven. Poly- I think this is the
1: 11th or the 12th. That we posted. Yeah. That we posted, yeah. There's been a few that we haven't.
0: And it's been quite a journey. And i got to say, I've learned a lot from podcasting. Like right now, I feel super calm, super just connected and able to communicate freely. Whereas, you know, six, seven episodes ago, I was still... I guess, I don't know if anxious is the right word, but I felt nervous about something. And yeah.
1: Has it helped to direct the conversation like solely to me and you rather than thinking that we're talking to other people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of initially, my only reference was giving a PowerPoint presentation at school or at yeah. uni or something, right? So you're talking to a mass of people yeah. or a room of people and you have to talk relatably and re- talk about whatever your topic is. And that's how I started out because that was the only kind of public speaking I had done before. Yeah. So then you would sit there and be like, who the fuck is he talking to? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Is there not 40 other people in this room? I, I look around and I see 40 people. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the issue is is that it's not relatable. Yeah what's relatable is a conversation podcasting when it's more than one person is just a conversation. Yeah. So we're trying to do that here. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've moved more into and it's made it more comfortable. Yeah. The biggest thing I've learned, I got to say, the biggest thing I've learned is and this is this is sort of an, an, a, a very general summary, but it's to is to give less of a shit yeah. because it's not productive and it's not your goal is let's talk about X for 45 minutes to an hour and a half or whatever, however long, right? If you spend all that time worrying or the time, the time before that or during, you know, afterwards, if you, spend, if you spend any time worrying about that, well, it makes the goal harder. So it hasn't been this conscious and I thought it would be this, but it's not. It hasn't been this conscious, you know what, I'm just not going to give a shit anymore and that's it. It was more of like a very analytical, this isn't serving me. To be overly critical and hyper aware of of this, you know, worrying of how I sound and all this stuff. It's not serving me. It's not helping me get better. So put it on the back burner. If it's there, great. Don't give it too much attention. Just keep moving forward. Stay present and talk as if we're having a conversation because we are. Yeah. And that's actually the thing that did it for me.
1: Yeah, I really love that. And a few things that I took away from what you just said, um, the not giving a shit thing is a really, really big one. And um, what I personally love about this modality, podcasting and having a conversation with you, with you is that you can't go back and change what you said. I mean, mm. I guess we can, but it's a whole it's like a whole thing. We're not like,
0: gonna re-release an episode. Yeah. Take out a sentence, put it back up. Rather, if we have someone to say about, about But also later, you can't different. sit
1: there and think about it, you know, it's it's you're in the moment. Like you really do have yes. to be deeply present. Yes. You need to be having that conversation in real time. And you need to allow yourself to like actually just let go of the mind stuff and to just be with the person in front of you and to have that conversation and to trust how it's being how it's being expressed. Um that's what I personally love about the podcasting process and just to mash a few little um, things together for me personally it's been really interesting because pulling away from social media has one another aspect of that like I said it's very multifaceted there's so many things I've been reflecting on um, on that journey but one of the things is that you know I don't want to be opinionated and I don't want to be another one of those people throwing my opinions out there just because like personally I don't think that it's it's relevant and that it matters at this point in time. I don't think anybody else needs another opinion. I think there's enough fucking opinions out there. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. And so I've loved just like pulling away and not communicating with anybody in that way. But then I think like, I love podcasting and I want to keep doing this. And, And if this is my primary outlet, for speaking with the world, then I absolutely love that. But that leads me to my my question, because I've asked myself the same question, Um, just reflecting on this whole self-expression thing is like, what made you want to podcast? And kind of like, what makes you think that you're good enough to podcast? And I know that's like a real sassy way to ask the question. so sassy. Yeah, but that's the way I ask myself, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah.
0: So that question's for me? Yeah. Okay. So let me address my 45 people in the room. <laughs> Everyone listening? I'm the best. And you all need to know that.
1: Because that's the aura that you exude. Yeah. yeah. And like so when I, ho- I look at I you, hope... and I'm like, what a self-righteous prick. Yeah, I hope that comes across. It does. I really do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but for serious... I read a lot of books. I'm always digging into things. I'm always finding new perspectives. I love philosophy. I have so many idols and just great thinkers in my mind who are constantly coming up and reminding me of things I've read or things they've said that have stuck with me and have changed my life and helped me grow and evolve in you know, a multitude of ways. And there was just one point where I said to myself, well, what is my next sort of creative endeavor. What is the point of all this stuff? Well, it's there to help me, right? And I still do it to help me. But I don't know how to explain how this happened, but I somehow was guided towards sharing this perspective with people. I found it very fulfilling for me. And there were, there were a few moments where it helped someone else as well. And um, that's what Ram Dass talks about, how, how his first book was called How Can I Help? And... The, the premise of that is how giving actually feeds the giver and the receiver at the same time if you're doing it from a, from a specific place. And I, I started to find this beauty, beautiful harmony and peace come through me when I would give, when I would give of myself, when I would give of you know parts of me and things that weren't necessarily just here's 20 bucks, go away. It's more like, hey, I spent you know six months studying this. On my own accord, here, take this. And whether that was a piece of information, you know, knowledge or, you know, access to something, uh, that giving in that way really felt good. So I just thought, well, the next logical step is a podcast. And obviously I had to become comfortable with speaking. And, you know, now that I feel comfortable, it's getting easier and more and more enjoyable. And I do feel like, you know, even if we are benefiting one listener, that's a big step forward for me and I'm happy about that.
1: Cool. That's a very Jesse answer like in a good way. I kind of wanted to make fun of you at first. A very Jesse answer? It's a very Jesse answer. Go ahead and make fun of me now then um i'm jesse and i'm so well read and like i've i'm just so spiritual and full of philosophy that i can share with the masses you know i'm just a little bit more enlightened than anybody else i'm very accepting (laughs) very forgiving i've worked through so many things and i just want to impart this 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 wisdom onto the masses
0: right i mean you said it better than i could i know i know am i that pretentious for serious yeah oh good I'm so glad. that. But you
1: teach me a lot.
0: I've been working so hard on my pretentiousness. Okay, so if cool. that's what's coming across.
1: <laughs> but you teach me a lot because I'm a dick, right? So you're pretentious, but I'm a dick. I think we, have, we can do a lot for each other.
0: I don't think you're a dick and I don't think I'm pretentious, but I think we could be perceived in those ways sometimes. (laughs) I think I've listened back to some of our podcasts and I've thought that about myself and about you.
1: Yeah, same. And this is why (laughs) this is why I really want to have this episode like reflecting on what we're doing here. Because if it were up to me and you know me, I'd go back and delete the first five episodes or something like that. I think
0: we may do that. I think we should.
1: Listen if you haven't already listened to the earlier episodes, you better do it fast because they're gonna be gone. Yeah, I think when we get to twenty
0: we'll start yeah backtracking yeah and perhaps you know opening up those concepts again sometime sometime in the future yeah but without you know
1: because we've definitely come a long way since when we started oh yeah like a long way and um we've had a lot of really fascinating feedback along the way like like constructive criticism as well which has helped us a lot
0: yes um
1: but i think that you like i personally have just been really telling myself over and over like get the fuck over yourself like who do you think you are why are you doing this and i like to always check my motives with everything that i do and so i find it interesting like your motives it is very in your nature to want to give and to want to share your wisdom and as much as i can make fun of that um i respect that and i know that that is who you are but just just one more time i want to ask like what makes you think that you're wiser than anybody else podcasting right now
0: i have never in any inkling of myself thought that I'm wiser than anybody else. I don't see it as this linear thing. Like he is 74% wise and <laughs> she is 84% wise. Yeah, so,
1: so why is your, why are you relevant then?
0: I'm not. If you listen to me, good for you. If you don't listen mm. to me again, yeah. good for you. I, I, it's not about, you know, who's listening and why I'm relevant. Yeah. I'm just sharing it, you know, for me and potentially for anyone who might want to find another perspective because God knows there's enough perspectives out there. Yeah. Um, Another perspective on whatever topic we're discussing. Yeah, it's not that I really think that I am so valuable and I have so much to offer. It's more that I like to give, and yeah. anyone who knows me knows that I love to give yeah. in sort of a
1: in every sense. Yeah, in every way. It's just yeah. kind
0: of how I was raised. Yeah, and I like it. But no, it's cool. Let's flip that on its head now. So, what makes you think you're so good, huh? Yeah. You think you're better than me? yeah a, why, a, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit it's pretentious now then but seriously what made you want to podcast and what makes you think that people want to listen because i mean I, I don't even want to say that's a stupid way to word a question
1: but it's it's okay to ask that because it's think, okay to, yeah.
0: I, I think it's okay to ask that but see it's not how i think i'm just trying to flip it on its head and get you back with your own question but i'm gonna ask it to you as my own question okay why did you want to podcast
1: Okay, cool. So my motives are very, very different to yours. And just before I launch into the answer, I really do, I really do check myself because like I said, I don't want to be another fucking voice out there when we have billions that are screaming way too loud, you know? So I think one of the biggest motives for me personally was first and foremost, sharing myself because I actually think interestingly that my introverted nature desires self-expression in these alternative forms whereas i don't necessarily enjoy con like having a conversation with every tom dick and harry i i you know i'm very specific with who i want to talk to Mm. and and beyond that i don't really enjoy having conversations that aren't super deep and like yeah it's like super deep for me personally you know Mm. um just like really personally relatable really intense really profound like i like that shit you know i like to go hard um it's it's Oh, it's, it's a lot for a lot of different people, but you know, without being self-critical, let me just come out of that spiral a little bit, <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't, yeah, I guess that like, I like to express myself in different ways. You know, I like to express myself via my art. Um, I've actually stopped journaling entirely, but I, I like, that's why I used to like social media because I think Instagram in particular, I think it's a really interesting way to put myself out there and, and, Just reflect on like who it is that I feel that I am. And so for me personally, a podcast and a conversation is a really fascinating way for me to express myself. And so it's kind of like this self-reflective mechanism, but at the same time, it fulfills my desire to communicate with my world because I really do love my world. And I love to express myself to my world, but I don't necessarily want to sit there and talk to people you know (laughs) but talking at people i'm a little bit more okay with right (laughs) and then there's this (laughs) other side of me that really um wants to have an impact and wants to do meaningful work and so hopefully like having these discussions and eventually wanting wanting to bring people onto the show who do do meaningful work um i think will will help other people be inspired and also will help me do the work that I'm trying to do. And then thirdly, I really value being able to communicate well. I value being concise. I value speaking clearly and coherently and I don't necessarily do it that well i go on tangents i ramble i get hyped up i i forget what i was trying to say um and we all though? yeah i guess and so i really look up to people like tim ferris who i think just communicates so flawlessly yeah so eloquent
0: so So, eloquently so much um purpose behind every word
1: absolutely absolutely admirable skill right there exactly one
0: day if we could just get half of that man i know (laughs) (laughs) i
1: deeply admire that and i think that that goes beyond just being able to podcast i think that that extends to every single interaction that you can have in your world and so for me i'm working on that in this way because i can go i can go a long time without talking to people and i only ever talk to like few people in my life. So the more I talk, the better it is for me, like psychologically as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for that reason too. Yeah. For your sanity.
1: But very different motives to you, I guess. Pretty
0: different. Yeah. I guess I, as you were saying it, I also do have that desire to, to make an impact, Yeah, but it's not, the, it's not at the forefront. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm more, oh, sorry, you go. No, no. You, I was going to sure. say that you have a lot of different angles of connecting with your world whether it be jewelry, whether it be yoga, whether it be you know, tarot readings, whether it be actual art, um, science. There's so much, um, so many avenues that you're invited to share on. And I think that that's quite a powerful thing that's going to make you an amazing communicator. Mm, I hope so. <laughs> I think when it comes down to people like Tim Ferriss, uh, from what I you know, intuitively gather when I listen to him. He spent so much time on himself. Yeah. He you can tell he's done the work. Yeah. You can just tell. And if you know his backstory, you'll know that he absolutely does. Yeah. However, I guarantee you he thinks that concisely. I guarantee yeah. you when he's ordering a coffee at the, if he does that, he's super he's it's basically like he's cleaned out his system. Yes. And his brain, it's very streamlined. And having a mind and you know body and way of engaging that is that streamlined well that's a goal for all of us isn't it
1: yeah 100% and i think that that can really come through via this modality yeah. like oh you made a really good post, post on instagram who fucking cares but yo you released a pretty impactful episode like i think we've had maybe one or two of those at least in my eyes maybe three or four yeah if i lower my standards a little bit um but like <laughs> i think i think that's a little bit more of a cohesive uh example of the work that we're doing on ourselves and with each other you know i really love doing this with you um i think that we're growing a lot um and you know verbal communication has been a huge part of our relationship that's been a journey i mean for two and a half years we were solely verbally communicating because we that's were doing true. long distance yeah,
0: so i was in america and she was still here in australia and It was sad for us and it was super early, (laughs) super early into our relationship. Uh, That's a whole different discussion. That's a whole different discussion. We should definitely open up at some point. I
1: think we should because that was, yeah, that's a really fascinating thing to go through. But just a real quick, um, quick insight into like something that I took away from that aspect of our relationship was that when Jesse moved back to Australia for the first few months of our relationship, we weren't synergizing well when we were with each other, but then I would go home and we'd pick up the phone and we'd talk to each other. And we're suddenly back on the same page. And there, it came a point where we realized like, holy shit, we don't know how to be together physically anymore, but like <laughs> we talk well to each other. We yeah. communicate well with one another. And so maybe this is a cool way to celebrate like that work that we did for two and a half years oh, of having yeah. a WhatsApp relationship. I think it is. Yeah. I think
0: it's a great way to celebrate it. I, to this day describe one of the weirdest feelings in my life was not seeing you for nine months and then i'm picking you up from the airport and i'm standing next to you i've just given you a welcoming hug and energetically speaking physically speaking i kind of don't know you yeah i've forgotten little things Literally. like you know how you smell or yeah. the skeletal structure of your body and yeah. when i'm hugging you all these little things you yeah. just forget these things yeah you know, maybe it's because I'm a little puppy and I just forget everything, or maybe no, it's, it's a thing. I think everyone just would you would naturally forget that it's after nine months of not you know being next to your partner, you forget. It. Yeah. But then talking to you, very different. Yeah. But we'll have a whole other episode. Yeah, del- because I feel like that. we're
1: itching to talk. We still haven't, like, we should fucking get therapy to overcome that aspect of our relationship, honestly. <laughs> but maybe we'll do the therapy on on here. <laughs> Live therapy. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh,
0: I want to pull it back to the uh, media, of a social media thing. I thought yeah. that was really interesting. And you said something before, which inside of thought. You said that when you post on Instagram, it can be like, who the fuck cares? You know, you're just writing a good post. But when you podcast and you speak well and you you can have an impact, I thought that was a really interesting distinction because uh, one of my main jobs I work now as a guitar teacher, well, I had to do a video interview, which was, hey, do a five-minute clip answering these questions. And when you really think about it as, you know, let's put ourselves in the shoes of an employer, they are going to have a much better understanding and feel for who you are when they hear you speak and interact with a video in real time versus here is a person on two pages. Here is a bunch of words on a page that is supposed to paint a a picture of a person. A lot of P's in that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Pop,
1: pop, pop in the mic. Apologize (laughs) in
0: advance. These mics have inbuilt pop filters. We should be sweet. Yeah, but we've been like... Don't really do, bad don't, at using don't, them don't do that <laughs> <laughs> so i think the authenticity is what i've been missing and i had this yeah. problem at the beginning of my social media journey whereas i was at berkeley and i only downloaded instagram to start sharing instagram like a year into my degree over a year into, and jesse's into a relatively
1: recent social media user right Like now. less than a few years yeah
0: really yeah and I wouldn't say I'm still, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't say that I'm good at it, Yeah. but at least now I understand it Yeah. and it has helped me grow in many different ways more than I can ever express on here. But why I hated it in the beginning and why I was so, had such an aversion to it was because it's, it didn't feel authentic yeah. or rather I struggled to make it so that I could connect with it authentically. Yeah. And, I tried a bunch of different angles i tried you know long captions short captions i tried you know sometimes speaking and then playing something i tried all this different stuff and then i realized i I pretty much found what it is is for me personally let the music speak and just shut up yeah you're only you know i've only got social media so that i can share music with the world so just do that um That's what worked for me. But there was this huge period of about a year where I was super resistant and and hateful um, towards social media. And then obviously, as most people uh, realize, it's not social media that's the problem. It's you that's the problem. Yes. And I learned that, you know, the hard way. And I, I struggled to keep my focus on the authentic part of myself. Yeah.
1: I think you've hit the nail on the head, absolutely, because authenticity is key to this discussion for me, and is key to the whole social media thing for me. Because I, I think personally, I started out being quite authentic on social media. You did, but now I've reached a point in my life where I don't feel like I can be authentic on social media anymore because there are so many facets of myself that just don't fit in with the algorithm, that don't fit in with the grid, and that don't fit in with whatever i've presented myself as on social media and that's become a little bit dangerous for me because if i'm if i'm expressing myself and i'm not feeling like all of me is behind that mm. then i feel gross and that was the biggest cringeworthy thing that i think really really um was the final straw for me was just being like i can no longer express myself authentically in this space yeah. um and i feel like i can do that here, here. Yeah. yeah. When I'm with you, I feel very myself. But um, you know, perhaps like starting to wrap it up a little bit, segueing into a little bit I'll of a, you know, just different just word, please. Landing type of thing. Um, landing. Yeah, like 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 you're on the plane and they're like, all right, fasten your seatbelts. We're making the descent and we're starting to descend now. Um, we, we haven't hit the runway yet, but we're like making our way down through the okay. clouds. Yeah,
0: let's use that word. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Actually, yeah. Descent. Making our descent. Making our landing. Descent.
1: Cool segue into the
0: no no no, 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 no. The, 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 the other segway.
1: one okay um and now i forgot what i was gonna say because i was just thinking about segues but hold up hold authenticity. up I got authenticity yeah oh yeah so th- that's been a really big thing for me as well because in trying to express my well myself in all of these different forms i feel like i'm only just scratching the surface of sharing my personality with the world and that yeah. is something that i yearn to do and I you know, that the reason that I do ask myself like Danica, why do you think you're top shit? Like, am I worth sharing? I think <laughs> Do you that, ask
0: yourself that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: God, I, really? You know, I have a very real dialogue with myself. Can like, I hear one example? Just like Danica, who who do you think cares about any of this shit? Like, do you think anybody cares? You know, ask myself that That's type of shit.
0: that's something you ask yourself? Yeah. And what how do you answer that to yourself? Well,
1: I answer myself rationally and logically, and then the other Danica says, Okay, cool. What,
0: what's the rational logical answer to that?
1: Do you think anybody cares? Yeah. Um, well, it's not necessarily about that as long as I'm expressing myself authentically from a real place, whoever needs to receive that will receive that. And so I don't need, yeah, like I don't need the masses to hear me, (laughs) but if there's like three people who are hearing me and feeling me, because I know I do function quite like I don't. And Jesse always makes fun of me for this. He's like, you're not actually that different. Like, you're just like everybody else. And and I love that. Like, it helps me keep it real. Cause I, <laughs> that's that's you a know, trigger. <laughs> yeah. Like, <I'm> a, <laughs> it's not a trigger, but it, it grounds me, right? Because I I am a little bit different, but I'm also like, there are a lot of different people out there. And so I think that I've always been one of those people who thinks that they're not relatable, but by putting myself out there, if the people, if people do relate to me, then for them and for me, it's... It's beneficial. warm and fuzzy. It's beneficial.
0: Yeah.
1: But just one more time, bringing the social media thing back into it. Me and Jesse were talking about, you know, should we should we open an Instagram account for our Cosmic Consciouits podcast? Mm. And we started talking about some of the stuff that we'd love to share on that social media account. And there were these like little skits or little jokes and stuff that we that we make with each other. And then we just realized, like, yo, we can't share any of that shit because our sense of humor is red hot like it's, it's whack yeah it's whack and it's not societally acceptable it's not put politically correct and it's very defo- divisive just because we're not sensitive in the slightest yeah um and so then if like i, I asked myself like are we being authentic are we sharing ourselves fully and authentically and just to answer my own question and to cut you off before you try and answer nice. i hope personally you know i don't i don't <laughs> think i don't think i'm at a point yet where I can truly, fully share myself publicly, publicly as I am inside. Though I think that I'm getting closer to that, and in the next few years, mm. hopefully, the work that I do and the way that I'm expressing myself will start to align, and I will be able to have a more open conversation, and I will be less afraid of of being whack, and maybe hopefully we can share those stupid parts of ourselves and and not be judged.
0: Hopefully, though, we're always gonna be judged.
1: There's like yeah, or like.
0: But but the people who are looking to judge us negatively, as we've talked about in our judgment episode, those are not happy people. These aren't people yeah. we necessarily want as our friends. But followers. then why don't we
1: just go ahead and start sharing that that side of ourselves? Because it's still a little bit like
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. When you're trying to wear many hats, yeah. it does make it difficult, if not almost impossible, to share like the multifaceted nature of you. Yeah. And time we express ourselves we're only fragmenting ourselves right because nah. even words are just these things pointing at something much greater yes concepts that we're trying to open up with our words but these are way way deeper than us and so that's why art and you know good writers and literature is, is so highly regarded because they're, they're trying to express something with words in a way that does strike a truth chord in yourself. Yeah. Or that truth chord where like hairs stick up and you're like, wow, like that was so well said. I think I understand. And you can, can only
1: capture that for brief moments and then. Yes, yes. You know. And
0: I think that's why I love quotes as well, because yeah. quotes kind of do that. Yeah,
1: they do, timeless ones. R- yeah. the,
0: especially the timeless ones, exactly. So, so when it comes to sharing, you know, if we use you again as an example, as a yogi, as a scientist, as a tarot reader, as all these things you are, and it's only like not even half of you, um, or even a quarter that's really hard to do on one page and and it's also really hard to market because people want to come to your page for a specific reason it's very rare that you're going to have one fan who's as passionate as every single one of those things as you are
1: that's why it's been an honor to step away from social media and jesse's helped counsel me through a lot of that dilemma like people like grids that are very specifically one or two things they want to put you in a box yeah so and they can
0: understand you in that box yes and, and you're my, not box box-able. Is,
1: my box is fucking whack as it's not even square yeah it's like
0: octododecahedron it's
1: multi-dimensional <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah so i don't know this feels a little bit closer to yeah to that then but this.
0: even this like you can't you can't express what your art expresses in a yeah. podcast. So you have multiple different ways at expressing yourself yeah. well. Yeah. And that's not something that, you know, each of those sort of avenues can offer the other yeah. one. That's why you have those different platforms. And so so if we were going to say, for example, open our Cosmic Conduits Instagram page and start posting stuff, well, that isn't, that's a whole different part of ourselves. Yeah. Then if we're doing skits, well, now we're doing skits. Yeah. Now we're expressing whatever crappy comedic side. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. <laughs> and and, 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 and though. people who listen to this aren't necessarily gonna like that stuff. Yeah. So so no matter what you do in expression, you're gonna polarize something. Yeah. So it's just really it's about being really specific as to what you're trying to say. You and know, is do we need more good skits on Instagram? Probably.
1: Yeah. Probably. Definitely. It's there's not many that align with my true sense of humor. But is
0: that our job? No. How much have we? How much time have we spent delving into comedy and skits <laughs> and improv? Zero. I love comedians. I love comedy. Yeah. I love it. Stay it in your me. lane. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Stay I dig your lane. that. I. Use comedy to remind me not to take life so seriously. Yeah. It helps me so much. Yeah. However, as soon as I try and be a comedian, it's just, it doesn't work out that good. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not actually modest. trying to
1: be comedians. We're just trying to sh- like share shit that we, I don't know. I don't should think that we, we
0: feel, shit that we think, shit that we want to express. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. we want to be an idiot and say dumb things yeah. for the sake but like we of- need
1: to censor that part of ourselves a little bit,
0: a little bit. Yeah. Okay. sometimes sometimes we can just roll with it yeah (laughs) but yeah i guess that's just who we are we're multifaceted you know just love it as much as we can because that's that's us
1: yeah and also for me personally it's like not have to push yourself out there in every single different way like realize that certain certain Outlets are going to hold you a little bit better than others. Yes, and, exactly. And it's also about how much energy I can put into which outlet, and and this energetically feels a lot better than social media does right now. Brilliant. And just keep listening to that, I guess.
0: Hell yeah! You can't really box people, and you can try to, but if you get close to that person you're trying to box, you'll realize. Holy but we're shit.
1: all we're, but we're all sending ourselves out in, in boxed parcels every single day. So just choose, pick and choose wisely. How you're packaging yourself and who you're sending yourself out to.
0: Exactly. There might be a really ugly box, but then you open it and you're like, oh my God, there's, there's a diamond in here. That's me. That's you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but your box wouldn't be ugly. See, your box would be kind of really wacky and interesting and like, oh, that, is that a square? Is it's that a little that a, bit lumpy. Is that a multi dimensional tesseract?
1: Like, what, what is that? Your box would be like plain white. Nah. It wouldn't be white. It would be white. <laughs> they don't make white It'd boxes. It would be white and square.
0: No, nah, it'd be like a sphere that levitates by itself and, and it has an endless amount of stuff in it that every time you pull something out, it's like three times bigger than the box and you can just keep pulling different sized objects out and it's like, where the hell is this? And it just takes you into another realm. But everyone has that realm, you know? Anyway, we've said, we've talked about this before. We can't turn people into nouns. We can't categorize. We can't you know compartmentalize people. We'll try to and we will do it but don't hold them to that. Keep it as an open box. Don't put people in a box and close it. Keep the box open because then we end up, you know, like missing so much of who someone might be. It's sad, but I guess, I guess you and I have made that mistake before about whoever um, or whatever it is and then come to realize, hey, we were stupid and then we change as a result of trying to, you know, learn more rather than change someone else.
1: Mad word keeping it cash mad, mad word cash
0: cash cashmere yeah cashew nut Ca- okay cool cashew so nut.
1: successful casual episode we hope tune in for the next one we love you and thank you
0: thanks for listening we appreciate it we've been getting some lovely feedback especially as of recently and if you're someone who's been keeping up or has just you know checked in we really really appreciate just the time and energy you give us to hear whatever fucking weird thoughts we have in our brains.
1: We really do appreciate it. We talk about it regularly. We remember each of you who message us or talk to us about it.
0: Oh, and um, we should definitely give a huge thank you to everyone who's left an Apple review.
1: Oh, yeah, we only found those like, like a couple week. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Like it was
0: yeah. awesome. Thank
1: you guys so much. Yeah. This
0: has been I'm I'm watching the results and I'm watching the feedback and I'm astronomically happier than i thought i was going to be yeah it's 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 a small community but
1: it's a very meaningful community and we're deeply appreciative
0: thank you all so much